And now, for some intro music. Hello and welcome to the very 24th episode of the Bits and Pieces podcast. I am Nevada Drew and as always I am joined by George. Say hello. Gesundheit. And by Gav. Say hello. Hello. Well then, it's been time since we last did one. Uh, Far too much time. Uh, How have we been, guys? Well, uh, you know, I've survived it. Nothing particularly <laughs> awful has happened in the meantime, so I think we're you know high rolling. Yeah. We've had we've had sun, we've had exactly it's been... bank holidays. We've got it all going it's on. Been a, we've had an Easter, a whole Easter, a risk of whole rain. Oh, yeah. nice one, George. <laughs> right. So in this episode, we're going to talk a bit about Mutant Year Zero, which is a turn-based XCOM alike. Risk of Rain Two, which is a Risk of Rain 3D. Alike, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, which is a Mortal Kombat 10 alike, and then EGX Res, which is EGX alike, and then George <laughs> is gonna do us a quiz on the thousand and one board game, no, thousand one games to play before you die. The quiz, alike, alike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what do you want to start off with? Should we should we kick it off with um with some Risk of Rain two? Because I kind of want to hear about that. Yeah, go on then. So, risk, it's a, so Risk of Rain is a roguelike alike. <laughs> uh, you are a character, you get dumped, you pick a character, you get dumped into a world, and you got to grind to get that money to get upgrades to progress. And basically the game is you get dropped into a zone, you've got to find the teleporter that will take you out of that zone into the next zone. Um, rinse, repeat fight teleport fight teleport exactly until you die and so on until you either die, in basically. real life or the game <laughs> and yeah the first one was a re- just like a, a really fun little rogue like it it had a really like satisfying loop mm. of just just your sort of upgrade path so there was no there was very little like uh, sort of, sort of kept progression. So every time you died, there was nothing that you kept, mm. uh, other than unlocking. I think there were a cast of like eight different characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and one or two extra items that you could find, but there wasn't a huge amount that you'd kind of permanently unlock. Yeah, that's a little different in this one where there's quite a lot of, a lot of items uh, that are like restricted that you need to acquire through playing the game. And I imagine that will increase over time, and you know, there's all the characters. Yeah, because it's so cool. I mean, it's, it's so currently it's in early access, mm-hmm. but it's pretty good. Um, and I guess the other thing is that the the difficulty of the world is it's on a timer, so you st- you can choose your overall difficulty, which is the rate at which difficulty increases. Ah. Uh, and then once you're chucked into the game, there is a, there's a little timer in the corner that will say. And it's slowly. Uh, the longer you're in alive, the harder the game gets. So there's a certain amount of incentive to try and get through levels as fast as possible. And in the first one, there was a final boss that you could get mm. to, 
And I think if you defeated it, it would just dump you back to the start. But I yeah. never did. So far in this one, basically, um, you go through the levels that are in the game and then it just it does it loops back basically on itself there isn't like a, a set final boss but it's just yeah eventually just uh starts again from the start it's uh yeah because i think there's there's about six or seven actually maybe less than that there's about four or five different like zones that you yeah. travel through because uh, yeah it's not it's not a finished finished game uh and you have a little sort of boss battle before mm-hmm. you progress to the next zone but it's it's really interesting because the first the first one was a was a was a two D kind of platformer style shooter, and now this one is a is a fully three D third person shooter mouse wazzed uh, yeah. thing, and it is it's astounding just like how well it has made that transition. Mm. Yeah, they've really uh, it's quite impressive because it really does it feels a lot like like a how do you describe it? Not like the same game, but like the the essence of it is still there in in its new three Dified form. Mm, so it's quite cool. it's quite impressive. Yeah, I mean, like so much of the like the enemies, lots of the items, lots of stuff is the same, but it's just so novel to go. Oh, this is like to suddenly see everything in three dimensions. Yeah. Like, uh, so there's a boss which in the first game was um, it's like a giant worm that. Uh, we'll sort of we'll go around and in the f- in when you're fighting it in 2D, it was really easy to place certain effects or like weapons that would persist in a certain area, and then because they would hit and the, when the worm would kind of shoot out of the ground, dive back down again, you could place a weapon in a certain area and it would the worm would dive on it and then it would hit every single section of the worm, mm. which is really easy in 2D. But suddenly the worm is moving in three dimensions and suddenly becomes a really difficult yeah target to hit and so a lot of the bosses are super familiar but suddenly doing everything in new dimensions mm. uh just makes everything feel new Have and exciting you... even if it's recognizable did you play the first one never are you familiar i've played the first one and yeah. not massively but i I've, I've seen it and i've seen it around i know kind of what it is i remember it always looking very like visually satisfying whenever anything happened so yeah. like explosions and things all over the place. So like sort of like controlled chaos. It always felt a bit like yeah. Is that sort of <clears throat> yeah? Absolutely. Like a... in, you'd yeah. So like, like in in the first one, you were constantly unlocking new items and like effects and little perks that you'd be adding to your character. And I think like like super pro players would get would get to a point where they were literally crashing <laughs> the game because there were so many like sprites and <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of effects game, going like, off. Like crashed the game eventually. I remember watching I watched like a yeah. streamer I wasn't that good at the game but like basically he, he his object in every run would just be I'll, uh, I'll go until I crash basically <laughs> it's just so fun just the way things stack in the game and seeing all the different items interact with one another in kind of kind of wacky ways mm. uh, and as as a rule it's like if you think to yourself would will this do this the answer is probably yeah so like you know will your rockets cause the enemies to bleed and so on like mm. nice yeah so like it's just because it's the as you progress you basically earn money and then you open crates and it'll give you a random item so it's there's not a huge amount of influence you have over the items you get so there are a couple of places where you can like choose from three but ultimately each run gives you like will give you kind of random items and so 
it's yeah it's just fun kind of seeing what mad build you're going to end up with where you've got like a seven stack of items that give you health on kill and you've got every single item that does area effect damage when you hit an enemy or suddenly you've got triple jump and you can temporarily fly yes I'm just uh, getting so many of the same item. It's weirdly satisfying, even when it's not, like, optimal. You know, getting, like, six jumps. It's like, you know, do I really need to be able to jump six times? (laughs) Definitely not, and I would rather have another item. But at the same time, you know, I'll see you later. It feels good. I'm away. (laughs) I'm off into the sky. Uh, It's pretty cool. And Yeah, there's a couple of different characters which are... I don't think they, they I think they, there's a little balancing needed, but it's I think they've they've done a good job of like spreading abilities around. So yeah. the first character that you start with is like a very just like default shooter character. Mm-hmm. So it just has a regular gun. Yeah. Uh one of its abilities is to dodge. Uh one of its abilities is to rapid fire and I can't remember. I think it's one of those ones where like obviously because it's like a co op game and so on. Uh it's more I think an issue of like you want to bring the other characters up to the level of some of the characters rather than uh like, I think they did they did uh tone down some of like the robot the robot stuff. They made it a bit slower. Like it was going really fast. Apparently I, I, re- I think I said in the patch notes that it was actually unintended for it to be as quick as it was. Um so that makes sense. But like I think the the default class could do with kind of just being better. I I don't think it's like as good as any of the other classes really. Yeah, all the classes like so uh, are more interesting in the stuff they can do. But it, I think what's good is they so like uh, the ability to dodge just feels yeah, super yeah. powerful, and you get so used to it that the moment you like transfer to another class that true can't like it can't dodge now. You go, oh, weird! I've got to got to adapt to this this new thing, even though it's such a simple change. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, just seeing how like new items affect each character differently is pretty yeah. good fun. Because obviously, certain ones like synergize um, better with certain characters more than others. Like, because uh, all the characters that you know, they all have different uh, weapons, basically. Um, and some will like you know some things that work really well on stuff with like high fire rates you know he's obviously better on certain characters than like the compared to say the the archer who doesn't shoot that fast compared to like the robot or whatever and then cool yeah yeah it's uh some of the work. i recommend it like it, it's a really promising start to i'm excited to see what more stuff yeah. they add because right now it's just it's just it's a really fun playground of cool abilities and perks and it has a very satisfying sort of grind yeah because it's still early access isn't it so yeah. how much yeah. of it do you think is how much of it is there in terms of like a finished game is, you, is it still kind of is it yes, like sort of um, true i think like there's there'll be more maybe more areas to yeah add, they i think currently so. there's like mm. you can you can start once like once you kind of get used to it you can you start to loop through the areas fairly regularly so i think just kind of fleshing out the actual more sort of game world stuff cool and then you can add extra characters and more items i guess but yeah all of what's there is is very fun i think they they definitely said that they were gonna um uh because one thing basically a lot of the areas that are in this one are kind of 
I guess they're obviously they're brand new, but they're they're ideas that were in the first game, like they're reimaginings of them in in three D. And yeah. so I think it's in one of the like interviews they did that what they're interested in doing is now that they've got kind of the baseline, they're kind of wanting to add more stuff that's more unique to Risk of Rain two, like visually, which I think oh, sounds really sense. good. Although I think yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, like every everything that you're kind of familiar with from the first game is there, mm. but they've yet to kind of step past that. Yeah, I think. cool. Cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I. I would I would recommend it. It's worth worth picking. Absolutely, cool. it's not like that expensive either. They also had a really good promo for the first like few days where, if you bought a copy, you got another one free, and so I think a lot of people bought it because it's like, well, I can get it and I can give the co- other copy to my friend and, you know, start oh, yeah, playing I a core yeah, game. Yeah, it did. It did. It did crazy numbers it to did. start off with, which really, I, I surprised me and I think it surprised that yeah, it really flew. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Fun game. Uh, cool. So I think for one thing that you'd recommend to something that I would recommend that I know you've played a bit of as well, Gav, which is Mutant Year Mutant Year Zero. Yeah. Which I wasn't expecting to enjoy as much as I did. So the elevator pitch for Mutant Year Zero is it's like a semi open world XCOM with char- actual characters rather than user generated characters. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised by how like it's clearly like quite a rough sort of like indie game, but it has a lot of things. It does a lot of things right when it needs to. I think. Like, yeah. Yeah, get what you mean. I think I think having like the actual characters is a really like really nice idea because I think as much as I like XCOM, I never felt that attachment that some people said they did to like Marine X that you've made to look like someone from work or something <laughs> like, I, yeah i know what you, you mean. heartless bastard I, I just never had that i felt more like oh if somebody dies that's like this is just probably sound awful but that's like a, just a big investment in terms of money and time rather than <laughs> i know what you mean like, right? rather than oh no it's jim he's dead uh, it's like oh no that's like that's like a grand and like four hours of playtime <laughs> and all right it's like oh for f- all the resources i put into that guy and he's gone yeah. What a disappointment. Um, utterly heartless. Especially when it's like, oh, I mean, to be honest, sometimes I'd be upset, but I'd be like, that's the sniper that kept missing at 95%. He deserved it. <laughs> yeah. His incompetence so would eventually be met with death. <laughs> exactly. And that's another thing that I think it does really well. Um, Mutant, Year, Mutant Year Zero, which is a name that I struggled to say, apparently, um, is that it only has, every, only has 25% increments. So you never have that point where, like, you're at like 98% stood in front of something and then you just miss. You can. Does it? So does it give you 100% yeah, chance? Yeah, yeah. So if you're still. 25, 50, it, 75. Yeah, so it's just easier to pass your chances then than like like 67. I'm like, ooh, is that like. That's like alright. It feels like it's more of a. You make more. You make easier snap decisions of like, right, 75% chance. I can go for that. That's, that's a, a good chance. Yeah. 50-50 is a 50-50, 25% is a long shot. I guess it's zero like... Zero is in a miss, so it's... it. Yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, maybe like some people wouldn't like it that much, because, you know, obviously I think part of XCOM's appeal is kind of playing the, uh, you know, like playing the averages. So, like, mm. you know, like, yeah, you want to... You know, even even if your chances are, like, consistently 60-odd percent, you know, they'd probably like to do that. But um, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. How, how big are the... the 
because it's because it's a it's a set cast of characters. Yeah. Uh, two things I was wondering, like how big are the squads that you command? You command squads of three, I want to say, consistently just three, okay. I think. But I think they're about they're at least six characters, yeah. uh, and they're all and radically then, so different like, as well. They all have like they all have their own skill tree that's really different from the other. For example, the two starting ones you start off with. Uh, a guy who's the duck mutant and, a, and a, like a big pig mutant, and they have like radically different things to do. Like the duck can fly, and the the hog can like he like eats corpses to recover health, for example. <laughs> um, so they, yeah, each one kind of feels like its own individual niche in terms of what they do, which is quite handy. So what's the in terms of like the into like failure mission does it just re does it make you restart the mission because obviously these characters can't yeah pretty much if you, yeah die. yeah you, you're following uh, like a, a very vague story of go to x because you need to go to x but yeah. it's enough to kind of just drive you forward it kind of just pushes you through the world in terms of like seeing new environments and facing new enemies it's obviously there's much... no like permadeath in this uh no no, no. when uh wait, isn't it how does it work again when characters like i'm not sure is there what actually happens? Because I've never actually let a character die, but I'm assuming there is a permadeath. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Characters have no. I don't think so because the character gets knocked out, and then oh, actually, good point. Because they can. There's like I a bleed out state, isn't there? Yeah. So if you like I... let them die, do you just fail? I don't know. Because usually, if one of my characters goes down and like they bleed out, I just restart. You know, I'm they like, might have do. No chance they might them. die. I'm not sure. The answer, George, is we don't know. <laughs> we don't. Apparently, we've played this game. You're too. You're too good at the you. game to find I mean, out. Just, well, that's the yeah. thing. I'm not too good. I'm just too much of a save scummer. Like, yeah, same. That's the thing with these games, like this with XCOM, yeah. with a. Uh, um, like Fire Emblem and stuff. It's like you know, it's like ah, we have this deep, deep uh, storyline that involves characters being able to die and so on. It's like, look, I'm just gonna reload my save, even if I have to all F four the game to do so. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never been strong enough to turn on Iron Man. I think I did it for one campaign, which I, which I noticeably lost. Oh, I, I've done it, but like, for- I'll be playing XCOM and I'll just be like. Where it's when it's when like your prize soldier that you care the most about just dies randomly from things you couldn't plan for. It's just like nope, yeah. nope, not not happy mm. with that. My yeah, my yeah. problem is if I select Iron Man, which I feel like I'm you know compelled to because you know the game you know tells me I'm a coward if I don't do it. Um, <laughs> like then I just get really upset when things happen and I just end up all fouring the game and not playing it anymore. I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like I'm done. I'm going off. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I think that's what happened to me when I was playing Fire Emblem, one of the DS ones. I'd played it on, um, on like the equivalent of Iron Man, and like somebody just dies and they're just written out of the story, and you're like, "Shit!" Yeah. <laughs> so I like, you're like, "Oh, I went on like a side quest to unlock them, and now they're dead." Well, and now it's, it's kind it's of like... weird because obviously I think if they're like story essential. In Fire Emblem, they just sure like, it's like yeah, there are only like, a few of those though. There's only like yeah, yeah. three or four. They just like so, they, but, they get taken out of the gameplay, but they still show up to chat and stuff. But yeah, like other do, characters yeah. who would have like side talks that I think they just don't. Yeah, like it's some of the weird. tertiary characters, it is weird. It's like I would never suggest playing Fire Emblem on, on permadeath. I don't feel like there's a benefit to it. It's like playing Pillars of Eternity on permadeath. Just don't do it. It's not worth your time. <laughs> it's not enjoyable. Yeah, you don't want to get eighteen hours What's in the... and somebody die and be like, "Oh no." <laughs> um, what we'll say about what the stealth? Like? Yeah, I was gonna say the stealth. So the stealth, 
possibly one of my favorite things about it actually so uh, enemies have a vision cone for how far they can see uh, and you go into like sort of sneak mode where they can see a little bit shorter distance uh, in terms of like where you are and things and if you can pick somebody off without someone else noticing or if you can pick up a group of enemies in one round without anyone else noticing with silenced weapons then they don't sort of alert the rest of the group uh, so there's like there's just a really nice sort of like surveying the map doing a bit of scouting and then picking off some of the stragglers at the side and then really lining yourself up to maybe try and take out either like like a small group or like really isolate two people so that they so that you can focus on one over the other i think it it works remarkably well i i i i think it definitely struggles at the beginning of the game when your characters are a bit weaker you don't have have many items but as you kind of get a little bit further on it becomes a lot more satisfying in terms of like everyone then can have a silenced weapon so you've got like a squad of three people stealthing through the woods yeah i think like there's such there's a really interesting like interplay in the game i don't think it's it's weird because the game like it's often it does feel like quite polished a lot of the time but sometimes in its interactions between like the turn-based stuff you know the real-time stealth it feels a wee bit a wee bit janky um yeah because it does feel almost like in a lot of encounters you have to do like the mandatory sneak kills before you can attack the main group or you'll just get killed um you know what i mean like i feel I, like other oh so they start dangerous. to put out kind of yeah i think that's definitely true they almost, like as you get a bit, so they counteract your ability to wipe a, an area purely through stealth uh, just by yeah the, the pick people they'll basically be like in in like any given area they'll be like enemies that wander away and they'll often be like a group of enemies that'll basically stay still and they're kind of the main combat challenge that's kind of you know blocking your path and you have to either because you've got an objective to kill them or you have to get past them you'll have to like aggro them and then you know fight yeah. them in XCOM style I think it's cool that you can kind of you can choose how to position your characters first though because you can kind of stealth around or you can get yeah. them in like a good ambush position and then if you know what the AI is going to do you can kind of do that yeah yeah, and the AI is, is kind of predictable enough that you kind of can guess at what it's going to do, but unpredictable enough that you sometimes get caught off guard, which works in... It, it works, I mean, it's surprisingly... I don't know, I was, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed the encounters. Yeah, they're, uh, they're good. Um, but I think that's definitely a problem, Gav, early on, in terms of, like... You feel like there's you you do some stealth and then you have to go in to do a main encounter. But as you kind of get a more health, so you can you can literally just just like the the pig guy whose name I've forgotten. Eventually gets to a point where he is just a massive tank and he can just tank loads of damage for you. Yeah. Um, and then you can have like a sniper at the side or something as well, or, or like someone else going in from a different angle, so that it you. Know, Definitely, as you get a little bit further into the game, you kind of get more choice in how you approach an encounter. Yeah. Whereas, definitely for like the first sort of maybe four or five encounters, it's like you do some stealth and then you very much have a very careful <laughs> shoot yeah. off of the. Which um... like, I. I'm sorry. I know, I was just going to say, I think it, it. I think that that initial difficulty might put people off because I think when I first started, I was like, this is well hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which, and um... then. Speaking yeah. of that, which difficulty did you did you select? Because I think it's pretty interesting in this game. Because um, one thing that it's weird in that I was almost a little disappointed by it was that 
was it? Because I I picked like the middle difficulty, mm, yeah, which I think that. is like apparently it was originally called hard or something. I don't know. Anyway, mm. it seems like there's a fair bit of challenge. Although from what I gathered, the bit I basically stopped playing at. I've only played it basically a couple hours. Um, is kind of a a bit of a notorious difficulty spike. I think. Mm. Um. Do you know there's a what's it called? I can't remember what it's called again. There's this zone where near near the beginning you get the third party member, um, yeah. and you go up like it's almost like you. There's a tunnel, and there's a yes. whole bunch of enemies on the way. That bit is so hard. Like I'm really is... I'm really struggling with it because yeah, that that it, bit is really hard. It's just at the point where because I've I've got them all outfitted with silenced weapons, but it's at the point where even if I have all three of them shoot someone with them, they'll survive yeah. with like one point of health. Yeah, and so that it's like really harder because there's there's because there's different enemy uh, like types as well. There's there's like there's the robots that run around and heal people. Yeah, there's a there's a guy who can like summon in other units. Yeah, that's the guy that I was like, I'll stealth up to him and I'll kill him first, and it's like he'll survive with two HP. And then the robot afterwards because he's like, you might down him, and then the robot revives him. But that bit is really hard. Yeah. I know. The robot's got tons of health as well, so it's like... But the thing is, you don't want to focus on the robot because it's like... I guess it's kind of an interesting thing mm. in the way they've designed the robot in that thing because there's quite a few of those, like, med bots or whatever they're... Because they're basically, like, up and... Like, they're healing people, but they're kind of, like, almost yeah, non-combatants because yeah. it's like... Because I don't want to shoot them. I want it, to shoot people exactly, who are damaging yeah. me I think like, so I can reduce the number of damage of sources. But then if I just let like, it go around and do its uh, business, like it'll just keep effect. bringing them back to so life. That one's really helpful for dealing with the robots because then you can just ping it with that and then it knocks it over and then it has to go and start the healing again. And it, So you don't oh, have yeah, to take pretty... it out immediately. This means you can sort of make it um, sort of elongate the process for it a bit longer. Yeah, because it takes a couple of turns, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I yeah. definitely say like if you enjoy, XCOM, I, I keep meaning to go back and play more. You want, of it and you want something that has maybe it's, it's, it's a, a, a more structured game. sort of character um, setup, and then maybe a little bit of story in a way that like it was actually a quite an interesting version of a post-apocalyptic world that was like I feel like post-apocalypse yeah. has been done to death in recent years, and it was kind of an interesting new take of like with all like the mutant people and stuff and how that civilization works a bit and it didn't like try and go like uh like full-on fallout but it has like um like my favorite bits in it when you find like technology from like modern era like you'll find like an ipod and then one of them one of them like remarks that like it was used to to weigh fruit (laughs) it's like you put your fruit on the device and it tells you how much the fruit weighs (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, it's like, like the, you get a few of those. Don't, you, where it's like, there's this whole don't press the button; it'll, it'll description, explode. There's a wee conversation box. about it, and it's like they they don't know what the, this shit is. They don't know what it is at all. Yeah, I can't think what the pig guy is called. It's not... I can't remember what I'm, I keep trying to remember what the pig guy's name is. Cause, oh, that's it. I, mean, I know that the duck guy is called man. ducks. Yeah, with with an X, yeah. you know. And but I think it's like, some kind of play on words on the word. It reminded board, me a bit of like, I can't remember. Like, almost Dragon Age sort of like incidental Borman, dialogue, where you sort of like sort of wander around and they just have they just yeah, chat they're... to each other about like 
I don't know stuff that they've done in the past or like what's what's happening now or like like when you find a random thing like that they'll just discuss what it is because it's some weird contraption they found in like a bit of rubble which is uh it does yeah yeah it's got like it's it's got a lot of charm yeah, to it i'd say so and it's like it's it's quite it's not super polished but it's polished enough that it feels like definitely yeah decent yeah, to play it, it, like and i think it, it it's really it, it looks pretty good as well for like really. uh, an indie game i had no idea oh, here's something right <clears throat> i didn't know until i looked it up specifically it? but it is ah. based on a board game like this, the mutant year zero setting. See, no, I have no idea. I, that's that's cool. That's it's a, uh, I think, I think yeah, it's a tabletop RPG. Yeah, that, may, that makes sense. Then, I suppose, yeah, as to why the world feels kind RPG of book. quite nicely fleshed out almost immediately. They've kind of got that to fall back on that that source material. I think, so, yeah. but yeah, no, it's um, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, apparently, it's a, a Swedish role playing game. <laughs> So That's I, cool. I no, I, I'd recommend it. George. I know you're a big expert. <laughs> it would explain a lot like of a, why I, we've not heard of it. It's just if a it's, slightly more story driven English. version of it. And yeah. 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 It's a cool take on it. And obviously, yeah. uh, I think we we both got it through no, Humble Bundle. Right? I'll add it to it. It was um I got the like the month of it's like I remember it was a game I was kind of interested in and then came up in the humble bundle month thing and I was like I'll just try a bunch of things and then I was like actually this is really good and then I noticed it was on humble bundle and I was like damn you should actually for once play one of the games on your humble monthly yeah I know I know yeah at least here I play them occasionally all right. I've played. Uh, I've played at least a few of them. Oh, nice! At least, <laughs> at least three. Exactly. I have. A, I have uh, two of them installed right now. Actually, three. If you include mutant, thanks. Yes. What are you saying, Joe? Do tell. Tell us about your GX. Well, as I say, speaking of not playing much, I'm gonna use that as a segue to talk about going to EGX because <laughs> that was on my experience go, go. of EGX. So EGX Rares is a London games convention focusing on indie games, um, primarily. Uh, yeah, and I went along and ended up not playing much because I went to uh, like a meet-up over lunch, had like three oh, pints dear. on not very much food, and then just spent the rest of the afternoon feeling real sleepy and <laughs> lethargic oh nice um yeah yeah but i did play some things i did play phoenix point which was really was which was quite interesting speaking of so, XCOM, yeah speaking of XCOM and, and turn-based strategy um yeah no it like i think phoenix point is is oh right I would just think it's 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 more hardcore than XCOM, I think, mm. or at least it's definitely more granular. Because I sat, I sort of sat down and just just like looking at it, yeah, like looking at the demo, I was like, everything here looks like, or at least the the sort of the language of it feels very XCOM two 
superficially, like just from just from like the the colours and the the font, but um, yeah, things are more granular. Like every soldier has an inventory on the battlefield, so you can there's actual inventory management in during combat and health bars are so like in in XCOM 2 it's pretty clear how you like you the health bar has been up a couple of pips and it'd be like 10 they've got 10 pips mm. of health whereas in this it's just a yeah. traditional bar and so yeah. you can't really it's just like oh it's mostly full mostly I, I have most of my health <laughs> I've got most of my health mm. um and yeah there's a bit I feel like there's there's so there's more depth to it, but there's a lot more sort of minutia to get the ha- get a handle on. Um, yeah. Because basically, I I sat down. I was like, well, I think I'll try the middle difficulty scenario. There were like three sort of little demo scenarios you could try, <laughs> uh, and it sort of plops plop me into um, it's a sort of shanty town mm. looking map. It was a lot of sort of beige and rust <laughs> colours. Um. And just says like clear out all the enemies, and so sort of did the sort of usual XCOM cautious thing of moving everyone into position, setting Overwatch, mm-hmm. uh, and then the enemies appeared. And in Phoenix Point, they're kind of them. I think it's I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're not aliens. They're sort of mutant things. Right. Okay. And I'm less keen on the enemy design because although there are like distinct types of enemies. They're like they can so like because they're all mutants, it'll be like an enemy type that can be made up of loads of different bits. Uh, just just from I think sort of visually, so yeah. Rather than have that kind of clear cut cartoony, yeah, you, you immediately know what you've what you've got like when you have a look at something big, X-com, spindly you know, like purple thing with claws, yeah. as it were, and of, of enemies, your creepy man with spectacles, <laughs> yeah, like these, yeah. They, yeah. Very, very uh, distinct silhouettes, you know. And and yeah, like the enemies kind of are are sort of different shapes, but they 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 share they very much share a sort of color palette of that kind yeah. of fleshy tones and like weird mutant bits. And so like, there's one that has like a big shield arm that it kind of like moves forward and plonks down in front of itself. And there's uh, mm. they're like weird snake things, but they're all. They'll, they're, they're all far more sort of similar in terms of just colour, so they're slightly less readable. And yeah, about kind of, I think I took about two turns. Oh, like in um, Valkyrie Chronicles. Took some shots. Um, and the shooting is different because it's actual ballistics. And so when oh, you okay. go to shoot, you take direct control and you actually have to. Mm. Yeah, not it's, not it's not quite. So yeah, basically you, you place, you sort of. You actually have to aim the rescue, and then you click fire, and the, mm. the soldier takes the shot. Yeah. So you're actually oh, cool. aiming a rescue rather than sort of just clicking shoot, and it'll give you a percentage. So you can aim at specific bits. Um, oh right. Yeah, but it didn't quite. So a lot of the time, I'd be putting soldiers into cover, and it'd be like, well, I can see, like there should be a line of sight, but the way that the camera is mm. working uh, means that not... like. I'll be aiming at them, and I'll like I should be able to aim at them, and then you sort of move like two degrees to the left, and suddenly you're shooting aiming into a wall. It's yeah. Like, uh, uh, I mean, I think yeah. I think there's a good reason why it is that 
XCOM and XCOM yeah. 2 are very um very generous with what it is that you can and can't aim at to the degree where you often end up shooting things through walls yeah. um yeah uh, because otherwise it would just be kind of frustrating like you know what i mean because you, if you're seeing it from top down and it looks yeah, like he can I, shoot at him and then you know it, you know you click and he does it but it looks a bit like you know it looks a bit like he's shot through like a chest high wall or whatever you know who cares but yeah well it's even it's even like when you zoom in it's like you're aiming clearly at them but the reticule is literally like four <laughs> pixels to the left of their shoulder yeah and then you move it and suddenly you're looking at like your character's looking towards like why surely the character could just lean yeah like, i know what you mean a tiny bit like just there needs to be a little like round cover function yeah um, i can get why that would be like yeah, frustrating like, like probably difficult to implement but yeah it would probably be annoying right like yeah asking for uh, trouble but i hadn't really like explored what all the different characters i had were i think i was like okay well, that person's oh, a sniper person i think uh and then the enemies got close and suddenly all my soldiers just <laughs> lost all their willpower and just panicked <laughs> uh, and i lost control of the entire squad oh, uh, and i didn't take a turn oh, for the next five or six and eventually I, I regained it was like the game just played itself mm. for about five minutes I just removed right. all control because basically, so there's so there's a there's a willpower system where you have to be managing your I guess your squad's morale, uh, and it has I think that some of the aliens had similar like psychic power effects, but yeah, so I think I sort of later learned right. that like stuff like gaining elevation over enemies increases their willpower or like getting when you get a kill, so it gives it them a sounds like power it's bonus. Right. exactly the opposite but of what I liked about it. Seems like you need to be quite careful because it was quite like a pared yeah, back version of that sort of game. Incredibly punishing. Like things just made sense in terms of like you got elevation, you get accuracy bonus. It's about it. Like cover works as this tall and there's mid, uh, and that's about it. It's yeah, like, no, this 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 is it seems like there's a lot more granular detail, like you said. But I don't know if I. Yeah, like because that was the thing, and then the, the game sort of like eventually gave me back control, and I had sort of one and a half characters left, and I was like, "Well, I need to start trying to do something." And I sort of play around with one of the characters, and just the sheer oh number gosh. of options each character has is is a lot to get your head around. Because it was like this character had a flamethrower and a rocket launcher, oh, and a, and had a jump pack, and had like an inventory of grenades, and you can swap yeah. out items from your inventory it's... into your like ready slots. Uh, it sounds it just like, like a Kickstarter oh, um, game where they're like, yeah, kind of, just, yeah. just more, add more. So yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of like just more stuff. To be this can go in it and add this as well. <laughs> you... Stretch, <laughs> stretch goals. Every character has a jetpack. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's Does a it lot have of, like the, of the these overwhelm? I think, bit, like yeah, I guess it because. Uh, so I'd like, I'd like to give it another go, but yeah, I never liked those bits. I was saying, there's so I, I, I think it, I, I'm pretty sure I just, it does, but I, I, I didn't like the try tactical the combat demo. parts. Just, I don't really the, care about the, the base building bits that much. So I, I was never, I never feel as invested in those elements of like, should I put my steam vent over here or over there? I'm like, I just want to shoot the aliens and. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of a shame. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for like, like, uh, you know, RPG stuff that's like kind of tactical. Like, where's your game's world, focus? Like, yeah, I kind of know. Yeah, what yeah, you like, mean, like, in XCOM two, I spend like sometimes it does feel time a bit tinkering like, with stuff uh, on my base, and I do doing the the, the tactical combat, which yeah, should be like the main chunk of the game. Like I spend a lot of time just sort of flying back and forth to go like pick up a box or like go over here to get this and it's like all <laughs> researching specific lines. It does get to a point and it's like, oh I just want to get good things to go shoot stuff. That's like it should be the focus. Yeah, no, I so I I end up like I'm a sucker for all the unlocks and and yeah that kind of the whole RPG and upgrade stuff and like hitting out soldiers, but it does get to that certain point where like you're two days away from unlocking the plasma rifle, and then a mission comes up when you're one day away and you're like, oh, I don't want to play a mission now. Yeah. If only I could play it. Yeah, know, one day game time when I've got the better thing. Ugh. Um. Yeah, so I don't, I'm not I'm not sure how the overworld uh, will be, but if it's like yeah, yeah. it'll be like itself, it will be with like XCOM on top of it. Very um, a very like maximalist interpretation yeah, of the really XCOM pipes, formula. Really water pipes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you have to manage the you have to manage the traffic. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> You have to put in. Also, like, there's another. There's a. There's like an old game that I've been playing. Uh, by I sort of that is one of my sort of like go to just sort of past the time games that I play quite a lot of, which is um, called Men of War Assault Squad mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. Uh, and that's it's like a, I guess it's not, it's an RTS, but it's like sort of World War Two themed, but it has like, it is it's super granular. Uh, isn't that don't you have to like well, uh, reload all your individual soldiers weapons and it's all not, kind of stuff not specifically like so else? like the AI will, will do quite you know, yeah it, does it has itself. all like all of the, the units have like all their individual bits right but yeah so like <laughs> you the single player side is very much it's just it's it's kind of a playground for World War 2 military kit basically yeah um, but yeah like every unit has or like so Every single soldier has their own personal inventory and ammo count and like weapons and can pick off stuff off the battlefield and you can like put soldiers into cover individually and you can even take direct control and actually just play it like a slightly wonky sort of third person shooter. The camera's a bit dodgy. Uh and yeah, everything's perfectly modelled, but you do because you have that kind of layer of granularity, you do get some really cool stories where it's like a squad has you know it's held out against an attack and then they run out of ammo so you're like oh i need to they like scrounge some weapons off some fallen enemies or you have to pull them back and bring up a supply truck and re-equip them or uh like there's one guy left and you're yeah. like you're hurried like like, but you sort of end up with these I was gonna say, I feel like it's like the granularity has to fit because like, there is so the much narrative they can do. of, of yeah. the world like they can like repair tanks and the other pick one, up weapons yeah the dig- what's called the phoenix degree. point like the the terror meter or was it something like the willpower one of like not really mm. yeah like 
like the sort of like ambiguous nature of whether that's going to go up or down versus there's a dead oh, yeah, man so on the floor. Of, I think it's a willpower, stuff, like morale. Like this. One immediately just you can pass, and they're like, that makes sense in the universe. I don't mind that granularity because, of course, that's what happens. Whereas in Phoenix Point, it's like, I'm stood above the mutant. Now I have more willpower. It's like, mm, okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was never quite sure. I mean, I was I mean, I was unfamiliar with the UI. It was like first time sitting down the game, but it wasn't immediately obvious. Like, if there wasn't like a big willpower chance, chance are there was a big willpower bar, and I missed it. But yeah, it always felt like daft to me. And speaking of that, like XCOM, when um, because it, it's like a classic. I think everyone's had it happen once, where just basically yeah. like a series of bad rolls basically has caused every single one of your uh, units to break in sequence. Yeah, and they and shoot each for other. For no particular reason, <laughs> uh, you lose a whole squad just because they all decide to, like, I don't know what, shit their pants today or something? Like, every last one of them is just like, what? why? Why is this happening? What's the point? Like, it's not like... Yeah. I don't know. I always thought I always thought it was stupid because it doesn't really make narrative sense. Like you're just supposed to be trained soldiers, and half the time, it's you know, it's your best people, so they've been on tons of fucking missions, and it's just like this time, like one guy getting wounded by yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. one of those obnoxious crab things, like apparently <laughs> no, causes fair. a lot of them to completely to bottle it. I think that's why like, like granular stuff in uh, Men at War. Did you say it's called? Anyway, George, that's just me having a just... wind. I can see why you can get on yeah. with that better than the granular nature or something like Phoenix um, Point um, with its sort of pseudo sci-fi wibbly wobbly yeah. stats yeah right. oh yeah absolutely I, I, imagine I think, it will I, I think for us, it'll, it'll probably appeal to a lot of people I can who see why it has a want that layer why it just like everyone, sort of like. layer of fiddliness to get to grips with fresh. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it'll I think it'll risk Hopefully like not. Yeah, I think it increases the number of people that I think will end up bouncing off it because you just don't have like you have a bad time or you like you just struggle with it. Yeah, I think it's interesting cuz like um <clears throat> the thing with XCOM, like the new the first new XCOM was that it was kind of marketed and like its general image was as like the more approachable version of that genre because like obviously you know you had the original XCOM like the original series and then I think over time it became like kind of more and more maybe convoluted like maybe basically more designed specifically towards fans of the genre and people who'd been playing from the start and so they kind of refreshed its image with this new one that was kind of you know, maybe more simplified. And then, uh, you know, it's kind of, I guess, this is the, the flip side of that for people who've been playing. You know, people who played uh, the original XCOM and they played all the UFO games and maybe who are into, like, yeah, stuff like Men of War. Like, yeah, I, I did always like... get the impression that it was going to be, like, the kind of more hardcore answer to the new XCOMs. Yeah, which I guess, which I guess is why... It, like it went through Kickstarter because they were just reaching out to that audience yeah. that wanted that. Uh, is it quiz um, time? Oh God, kill me oh, now! <laughs> looking at the time, what? 
what what time is it, Navi? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I have been reading okay. a book. What book? Looking at the pictures. Have you been reading? Uh, George. A Thousand and One Games to Play nice. Before You Die. I say reading, I <laughs> occasionally go to a local library on my lunch break really? and I saw this while I was sitting there with a coffee and I was like, I cannot pass up this right. opportunity for content. They like update those books every year, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, so this one was published in 2010. Okay, so, so we're a bit relevant a bit of a time to the current here. decade. Mm. <laughs> uh, so this is the blurb. Uh, in fewer than 50 years... Video games have become one of the most popular forms of entertainment. But which are the best games? The ones you must play? Tony Mott, editor of popular gaming magazine Edge, presents 1001 of the best <laughs> games from around the world, from Donkey Kong to Doom, and from Frogger to Final Fantasy. I love that ar- around the world part. Old like favorites America to those and Japan. Breaking new and then ground. America and Japan. <laughs> These are the games. I feel like (laughs) Uh, yeah so nice I'm not sure if individual people wrote the little intros for each game Um, it was all Tony Mott Uh, Peter Molyneux wrote the uh, the preface oh great he was still living off Fable 2 before before he kind of became well I mean he was always I you know, he always had a bit of a pre- rep, but pre- uh, <laughs> exactly. I wonder if that was like pre-Fable Three. I have a thousand and one questions. <laughs> uh, but I have got a quiz for you guys. Cool. <laughs> we'll be here for a while. Can you pick out the games that people should play <laughs> before they die? Okay, so what's the Can what's the quiz? You sort the chaff. From the not chat. So what have you got? Like games that? Because here's the thing: with a thousand and one entries, <laughs> you would think it is likely that there will be most of the games. Yeah, I'm not, even, you sure. Would I'm not even sure there are a thousand video games. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like how many games? Like thirty. Exactly. I think so. I mean, you know, you've got all the cl- you got Uncharted, you've got <laughs> Doom, you've got uh, World of Warcraft, and that's basically it. And they released Fortnite yeah. last year, the only game to come out in the last <laughs> decade. Uh, so I am going to yeah. read out five games. Uh, then you're going to take it in turns to pick a game from the five that I read out. Okay. Um, okay. To see if you can pick out the ones okay. that are must-plays. Before you kick the bucket, Here we go. you cannot pick the same game. <laughs> so I'm going to read out five. I hope it's real. Uh, I, hope that's real. I hope that's a real coin. I will. I'm tossing a coin <laughs> with both your faces on. I don't uh, want to be tails. <laughs> Nevy. <Just> my arse. <laughs> Which one of it's us gets to be the queen? That's how this works. Uh, <laughs> so Nevy, you okay. will you will get first pick. Uh, so you will only you each. So I'm going to read out five, okay. uh, and I'm going to allow you to each end up with two. 
uh, you'll score a point for each one that is a game you must play before you die. So, question that. number one the five games are Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars, uh, that was released on the oh, DS. I've still got to play that. I need to buy that. Uh, Call of Duty World at War for multiple platforms. Okay. Typing of the Dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Burnout 3 Takedown. Uh, yeah, Burnout 3 Takedown. Uh, and Halo 3 ODST. Yeah. Uh, Nevi, would you like to make the first pick from the board? Uh, you're claiming that. Uh, Gav, over to you. You have four remaining. Choose your first. Um. So you've got Grand Theft Auto. I'm going to take Wars, Typing of the World Dead War, because that's such a weird dead, outlier. I'm going to. I'll take like a weird one for you to pick to add okay. in. So I'm going to take uh, Typing of the Dead. Nevi, would you like to make? This must be really freaking good. This is a Shakespeare uh, add-on. That must be really hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gav, your second one. Uh, I'll take I'll take World at War. I'll be like the I'll be I'll be like the 2010 shooter jock who loves Halo and Call of Duty, the Xbox Live kid that everyone hates. So oh, really? I can reveal now that you two are two. That's surprising. That the incorrect answers were Ooh. Call of Duty World Fuck. at War. I, yeah. And Burnout 3 take I would say so, but I think each. a lot of people so would you, you each so score I a can, point there. Weirdly, nice. Burnout 2 was listed, but not Burnout 3, mm. which was the superior Burnout. Same, same. Especially because it had, it had that... Yeah. Because yeah. it had I mean, that... I always thought of, like, Takedown as the, the, the high point so of the series. the gap version. Even, even as someone who prefers Revenge. I can't believe China Wars is on that list. I cannot believe China Wars is on that list. Uh, cool. So, going into round two. <laughs> going into round two with one point apiece. Here are your five. On the board we have System Shock, RuneScape, Crimson Skies, <laughs> so, Gav, you, you get Microsoft Flight five. Simulator 98, and Crazy Taxi 3 High Roller. That's... Absolutely unfair. Right. <laughs> oh, I, do I get to pick first this time? Yeah, you, you, are, you, are, you are picking uh, first this time. I'm, t- I'm taking System Shock. <laughs> that's the old, that's, I'm going to take Rune that's Dips. That's, that's got to be there, right? I mean, if it isn't, I will, I, Gav, I will eat Gav, take this. System Shock off the board. What are you taking, Nevi? Take Rune Escape. Okay. <clears throat> what are my options again? Uh, so your remaining Crimson options Skies. are Crimson, Crimson Skies, Skies Microsoft like, Flight Simulator 98, and Crazy Taxi 3 High Roller. I'm going to take Flight Sim. Give me that Flight Sim 98. Uh, Crimson Skies. Very interesting. Uh, which which you, which you feel it? Which are you feeling <laughs> of your two answers that you each have? Which are you feeling more confident about? I'm obviously yeah, essentially a hundred percent. They might have done. <laughs> and if it isn't there. I I will be very surprised unless unless they opted to put System Shock two on and not and ignore the first one, they might have done that. I might look like a right so, dick. Uh, the incorrect <laughs> answers are Microsoft Flight Simulator. No, yes, right, that is a wrong answer. And System get, Shock. Get no, no, both of my which puts me well, into a convincing lead, three to one. Unreal, unreal. 
I know, right? Crimson Skies is so good. Anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, round three. Uh, we have on the board Beatles. Yeah, it's one of my. I love Crimson Skies. Um, on the board we have Beatles Rock Band, <laughs> Civilization uh, Three, it's a classic. Conflict Desert Storm, Can't go wrong. Can't Command go wrong. and Conquer Two, Tiberian Sun, and Saints Row. <laughs> <laughs> Scooping it up. Hmm. Run me through again. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so Nevi's got Command and Conquer Two. I know. I know. Remaining, right. remaining oh, I you have Beatles one. Rock Band. Civilization Three, Conflict Desert Storm, mm. and Saints Row. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'd say Civ Three is like a shoe in, but this would be post Civ Four, so it's like unless they just have a policy of not including more than one from the same series. But at the same time, I'm going to go. With uh, Civ they three. do not have that policy. I can tell Bastard. you that in our oh, series, we're just like. What was yeah. the first thing? Okay. Yeah, that's Civ Three. Be- Beatles, Beatles Rock Band. Civ Three is a Stone Cold Classic. Three. Beatles Rock Band. Okay, Nevi. Your second pick. So you've got Beatles think, Rock Band. I think I've heard Conflict people tell me that Beatles Rock Band is Row. really good. And also people really okay. like picking that because it sounds like a shit answer. <laughs> and so you think it might be in there. Yeah. <laughs> people do like the Beatles. People do like the Beatles. Okay, um, Gav, you've got Conflict Desert Storm and Saints Row to choose between. <laughs> Sneaky uh, Saints Row, why not? Mm-hmm. See, this, this this was an interesting round because there was only a single oh. correct answer, so only oh. one point up for grabs. <laughs> uh, in this, uh, four on. of these are not a game you should play before you die. <laughs> a game you shouldn't play <laughs> before you die. Play these ones after death. In fact, so the only that. game really, you must play before you shuffle off your mortal Tiberian Sun is, uh, is the Beatles Rock Band. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Beatles rock man. I'm. Is there another command and conquer? I had a lot of respect for the staff of Edge magazine. Do you know that? I had a lot of respect because I felt like no longer. Red Alert is like the cop out, and so Tavarian Sun is the true. I, I think basically is. all the other command. <laughs> Literally <laughs> everyone. Shocking. Tavarian Sun remember. is the superior game. I think. I think. Like. I think. Uh, like Red Alert anyway, is I'm in sure there. I am winning. <laughs> First one, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> All right, um, as we go into to round Gavin four, Gavin's going to need <laughs> is going to need to pick up some points here because there are there are two points available this round. Oh, great! Great. Uh, so on the board we have Wii Sports. Star Wars Empire at War. <laughs> There's some weird stuff on Leisure this Sweet list. Leisure Sweet China Wars. China Red Wars Dead Redemption. And Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops. Chinatown Wars? Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, I have to pick first. Um, yeah. Red Dead What are my other options, George? It's got to be there. I mean, it was brand new at the time. Well, not brand new, but it was pretty yeah. new at the time. It would have been hot off the press. I'm going to go Empire War. Jimmy, Empire War for it. So, remaining, you have Wii Sports, 
Star Wars Empire and at War. Take... Let's just sweep Harry. What was the other two? Metal Gear Solid. Okay, Empire at War for Nevi. We sport. Uh, I really don't want to pick Let's Sweet Larry, even though I think it's probably oh. one of them. I'm going to go Portable Ops. So your choice is either Leisure Suit Larry or Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops. <laughs> okay, no. interesting, interesting. So I can tell you that you, you are correct not to go to Le- Leisure Suit Larry. It was not a game you should play before you die. No one should have to play <sighs> that weird game. Uh... Star Wars Empire at War was in fact also incorrect. Oof. Uh, so nice. <laughs> where were those two points? One of I'll them tell you where was indeed yeah. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops. Fucking Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and the other yeah. was, of course, Wii Sports. Yeah. I get the feeling that I every game I've picked from 2009 was, hasn't been on there. I feel like they have they hadn't had time to like percolate yet. So like, you were so yeah. confident. I, I thought it was not. not so Red Dead Redemption not on there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I, I know a 2009 classic. I was. Who can blame me for being confident that System Shock would be on there? Was System Shock Two on there? It had to. <laughs> Okay. Of course they are. Not that so, many points. Uh, we're at the final round. Uh, scores are single digits. <laughs> no, with my mighty score of what two? <laughs> uh, so we are at the final round, which is of course the final Final yeah. Fantasy round. Right. Uh, so. Uh, oh, that is Nelly, such a good you game. Pick first I on the board. We have Final Fantasy Tactics A2, colon, Grimoire of the Rift. Uh, we have Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Tactics Advance. Final Fantasy Advanced, Crystal Chronicles. Final yes. Fantasy Tactics Advance. Bridge, yeah. And Final GBA. Fantasy Adventure. <laughs> Advance I, I think it's the one that was a bit like. I've never of heard of Final Fantasy Mystic like Quest in my in the fucking head. puff, which means it'll be uh, on there. <laughs> Boom. So I've got Crystal Chronicles, and I've Mystic got Quest. Advance 2, and what was the third one? Yeah. So left, you have. I'm going to go Crystal Chronicles. So you've got Crystal Chronicles, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, and. Tactics A2 Grimoire. Better fucking not be Vance 2. <laughs> I'll be so annoyed. Um, I'll take Advance 2. Yeah. Uh, you see what I mean? I'm taking I'm taking this. So is that, is that tactics, ta- tactics A2 Grimoire of the Rift? Grimoire of the Rift. Uh, so what, what, remind me of your choices. So, Nevi, what were yours? Mine was Final Fantasy Mystic Quest and Final Fantasy A2 Grimoire of the Rift. So to to make things interesting, uh, I'm gonna and offer you what? a choice gap as I'm gonna fill you in on the fact that Nevi's answer <laughs> of Tactics Advance was incorrect. Nice, nice. If you would like, you can swap one of your two for the remaining answer of Final Fantasy Adventure. <coughs> Would you like to swap one of them? 
this is a ruse and I would never pick a, an answer I wasn't confident in. So take this, take this, Noel Edmonds. Do you want to swap your box? Shit. And get it away from me. Sneaky, sneaky. Uh, no deal, motherfucker. A wise I, choice. Right, advanced to Final Fantasy Adventure, Adventure is an incorrect is... answer. Exactly. I knew it. That I knew that was the one pound box right there, Noel. I knew it. Shocking. The, Absolute bullshit. The correct answers were, in fact, <laughs> the original Crystal Tactics Chronicles is a vastly superior game. And Tactics A2 Grimoire of the Rift. Christ. I will be sending Scoring a point each. Later this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. Take it up with Tony that. Mott. Take it up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably retires. No System Shock 1, no Tactics Advance. I'm still not happy. He likes the sequels. <laughs> no Mystic so, Quest. I'm raging. It's I can't believe it wouldn't put we, we finished 6 3 oh, that, that is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> right, right. Crystal mm. Chronicles. You need four, three other people for Crystal Chronicles Someone to even be remotely made a list of video games that are good. Others, were, <laughs> and even then, one person has a bad coming. time because they're just carrying like an item, uh, carrying the lamp the entire time. So three people get. I never touched game, Crystal Chronicles. To so it was. <laughs> It was fine. It was. It was not great. <laughs> I never heard anything that. Even good the about choice Crystal between Chronicles. playing that. And I did hear Tales like obviously it was a co-op yeah, game. So, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Crystal Chronicles. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Who uh, <laughs> who wants to play Crystal Chronicles? Want to come around to mine and play some Crystal Chronicles? Yeah, I, I sense a theme as, as with the, the inclusion of both Chinatown Wars and Portable Ops that he likes his yeah. his portable games. He must, generally. I bet he just didn't have a Game Boy Advance. I bet that's what it is. Never played the original <laughs> it's pretty wild. Advance. Such a better game. I kind of want to Opens see this whole thing fight. Just to see a grid-based snowball fight. How can you not find that to be the better game? Also, it's it's more streamlined. The second one is like, it's like the Phoenix Point of, snowball of, the, of that nice. series. It like goes completely bananas with all the options. Like within the first ten minutes, you open up a grid of like a ninety by ninety grid of missions to do. It's like it's like no, that's too much stuff. <laughs> I think I've played all of those Final Fantasy yeah, games. Well, I'm afraid never you wasted your time with that game. As adventures... that time you could have been spending on a game you should yeah. play before you die. Because, um... Exactly. Oh, wait. Not play is, a classic is, is Adventure of Mr. Quest not the same game? Then you are, your arc is complete and you are you are free to die. <laughs> yeah, Adventure of Mr. Quest is the same game. Permitted. Hope not. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure was originally released in Japan, later released in Europe as Mystic Quest. Well, the it's a Final Fantasy spin-off and Final the first Fantasy game in the, uh, the Man series. Clear on that. That what, right? Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm baffled well, here fine. because it says still, along with still Final Fantasy Mystic right Quest, which was a different a different game called also called Mystic Quest. Okay, fair enough. 
There are two Mystic Quests. <laughs> exactly. I'm right I've twice. Two of them. Four points, each please. Of the distinct versions. <laughs> I should have picked both of them. I should have been like adventure and Mystic Quest. Give me it. Cool. Well, I'm I'm glad that I won. Give me double it. <laughs> it's. Uh... Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think. I'd be, I'd be curious, like, because I think there's, like, they release Ooh, edition yeah. every year or every few years. Yeah. So I think like the, on, like, when the almost like the like more the, interesting like, book would be, like, the games that get kicked like, out between editions. I know, right? That would be interesting now, to see. Like, goodbye, Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> It's like I'd two like to editors, see if there's like, games that have like left and come back again. Bring it like, back as people with different people. It's like which ones are constantly switching places. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just passive aggressive emails across the office. Yeah. Just a, just a, a sub editor that waited years and years to supplant Tony Mott to <laughs> finally end his, his DS tyranny. Also, also he could I, remove yeah, some I, DS games just, and put in Final Fantasy Mystic <laughs> Quest. <laughs> on it's the better game. Both, both versions. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, okay. Oh, look, well, let's look at this. Okay, so fi- the Mystic Quest, that is the real, the OG Mystic Quest, like Adventure. Okay, I'm, I'm, you can hear typing because I'm doing research. Furious Googling. I just, th- I just managed to type in Fantasy Fantasy Adventure. So if you look at this, it says that Final Fantasy Adventure is made of general blah blah blah. It spawned an entirely new game series called the Mana series. So, uh, Final Fantasy, what... Yeah, yeah. What we, what Europe... What the Game Boy yeah. game that was released in Europe is de- Mystic Quest. It wasn't Quest. developed by Square either. It's built Spawned by Sunsoft. Series. But that was, uh, I believe, that was the one Sorry, that was called Final it... Fantasy Adventure in NA. Does it? Um, I swear it was a different company. Maybe it was. Maybe that was the. Um... It says yeah, it, it was, says it was the Square on, and, the, on the European this, release. But I don't know. Or the, or the Western release, rather. Maybe they like took over on Mana afterwards. But the the actual Final uh, Fantasy Mystic Quest, um, was like kind of a, a weirdly simplified <laughs> like one of the Fantasy like one game. of the phone games then, like. uh, kind of a beginner's Final Fantasy, and was not very well a, received. A, a for first that Fantasy, <clears throat> exactly. Uh, it's surprisingly low. It managed to get a twenty three out of forty from uh, Sorry, Famitsu, which that... is impressive because I've never seen them rate anything less than like thirty five. So. Maybe they were more critical in the nineties than they are now. They have a review scale of forty. Yeah. Uh, it's like four reviewers that they tally the. Cool, that time. was good. I enjoyed uh, that, George. You should. Uh, you and should they love everything, basically, as far as I can tell. Yeah, like <laughs> delve back in time a bit for the how 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 early they go. I'm intrigued. That, so like, here. yeah, like I don't know, like like the, like the yeah the two thousand one edition. I <laughs> get the. <laughs> what was the two thousand one edition? Find a different like? edition. Nice. I mean, there yeah. it, it, it it was yeah. it was sitting on a shelf right next to a thousand and one songs, a thousand and one films, and a thousand and one books. Yeah. But I was like, no, I'm gonna stay on topic. <laughs> stay on oh, damn. Here, this is unrelated, but according to this, Nintendo Power rated Final Fantasy Mystic Quest a three point seven two five out of five. What was their review That's scale? Really- 
Yeah, that's three decimal like, places. 3.725. Like, that's oh, not that even like an scale. easy, you know, three and three quarters. That's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. What do you mean I can't go to pi? That's ridiculous. Exactly. They really wanted uh, a 5,000 point scale, but the editor said no. <laughs> yeah, it's a hollow victory when you realise that Gav never wins quizzes. <laughs> Well, there we go. Another quiz I've lost. Another black oh, mark like, against my name. It's like winning against a small child. <laughs> I've won one once, okay? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you say that. It's fine. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll send you, you the book that, in advance. You've played quizzes before on a game that Gap has played that you haven't. For the, for and the you've still beaten it. Exact same quiz again. <laughs> Memorize all 1001. <laughs> You should get them all tattooed <laughs> on your like on your body, yeah. all thousand and one, and then when it happens, you can just you can just quickly check to see what. Unbelievable. Yeah, we should go to tattoo fixers and be like, "I really need to get um, system shock scrubbed." And then each year, where you have to get a game bio removed shock and added over the top. <laughs> Unbelievable! I know, right? Keep getting it wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, this aggression will not stop. <laughs> oh, well. You know, I'm just too smart I, I, for questions. That's my okay. Too, uh, my IQ is much too high to comprehend numbers <laughs> less than 160. Okay, I can't I'm understand one. Mortal being and so can never die. So the concept <laughs> of things to do before I die is, is alien. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, I right, exclusively play through there. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Over and and uh, game I will made. say that uh, I have recorded a Citadel of Chaos talk through, which is a game book by Steve Jackson sure. that I've edited about half of. So hopefully that will be coming in the next like few weeks, hopefully. Um, and I've been playing Sekiro, so we should talk about that on a future podcast. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I think it's worth worth having a good chat about. Uh, Sounds good. I've not played Sekiro yet. I would like to. That's, that's pretty good. Sekiro 2002 date <coughs> games to play before you die twice. <laughs> nice. And I've I'll I'll, yeah. I'll report back more. Okay, um, you know, obviously, I didn't get a chance to chat good. about Mortal Kombat today. Good. I'll uh, do, yeah, report do, back because I'm not really playing Gavin that much. Okay. Of it, so. I'll, I'll get something next week, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'll awesome. spell everything. Right. So, uh, if you have found week. us without the website attached, then you can head over to bitsandpieces.games for various <laughs> uh, videos, articles, yeah. and things, and other podcasts. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at bits plus pieces or at Instagram on those bits and pieces. I think that's right. Um, thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> I won again. Goodbye. I feel most alive when rapidly approaching my death. <laughs> <laughs>